you're listening to the Psych Nurse Practitioner Podcast. This is Ana Sanchez, your host. I discuss evidence-based research on mental health. I dispense empathy, hope, and share with you a deeper understanding of what mental illness is. Together, we can raise awareness, improve attitudes, and remove the barriers to mental health. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Psych Nurse Practitioner Podcast. Today, we will discuss the care of our veterans. Currently, there are about 1.3 million active duty members and about 800,000 ready reserve forces. There are about 17.4 million veterans in the United States. As a nurse practitioner, you will be caring for our nation's heroes who have gone through very different experiences compared to your civilian patients in your clinics. Understand that your mental health and physical health assessment will be different for these veterans. The injuries that our veterans have endured over time has changed considerably from infection control to improved combat gear have reduced the morbidity and mortality of our veterans. Over the years, our military branches have developed rapid evacuation access uh, from deployed environment to a higher level of care. This resulted in improved survival rates of our veterans from battle injuries. Traumatic brain injury and amputation are uh, very common physical injuries that our veterans have suffered in Afghanistan and Iraq wars. When a service member returns from a deployment, non-combat injuries such as musculoskeletal problems um, occur and these are not related to battle. Gastrointestinal illnesses and infections can also occur. But the psychological uh, long-term effects are far greater than physical injuries that our veterans um, faces. A very relevant issues, um, particular to our uh, members, service members who return from uh, deployment can be TBI, mental health issues, and also readjustment issues. Now, combat-related fatalities have decreased dramatically due to the improved combat gear, modern body armor, and of course, the rapidity of the evacuation, as I've said. Um, first aid in battlefield has also changed uh, the, the morbidity and mortalities for our service members. Now, in the deployed environment downrange, service members may have penetrating injuries that are very common to combat casualties due to gunshot wounds from snipers from the enemy line, um, explosive from the IEDs, which are the improvised explosive devices, um, rockets, mortars, and fragmentation that can cause thermal injuries and concussion blasts that results in physical and traumatic brain injuries. Due to the body armor that uh, protects um, the, upper ex- uh, the upper body of our, our veterans, penetrating abdominal wounds, chest injuries, and spinal cord injuries are less common now. Injuries that are more common to our um, service members um, that have served in Afghanistan and Iraq are the limb injuries, amputations, and head trauma. Service members who have served in Afghanistan and Iraq 
have severe injuries that may result in rapid evacuation and also limb amputations. Those who have medically retired may have phantom pain and you may see them in your clinics after their amputations and may require a, um, seeing a specialist um, for pain. Traumatic brain injury that have resulted from IED blast and results in increased disability may have had trauma. Post-concussion symptoms of a service member may include cognitive impairment, psychological symptoms, um, headaches, dizziness, so order an MRI that may assist in specific treatment for possible medication management uh, with the use of psychotropics, psychological counseling, um, so refer out if you're not comfortable in these um, particular areas or specialties. Now, service members that may have moderate to severe traumatic brain injury may need aggressive management for rapid recovery. According to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, PTSD diagnoses occur more often now depending on the branch of uh, service that your veterans have served in. So ask the veterans, were they in the Army? Were they in the Navy? Uh, were they part of a Marine uh, uh, battalion? Were they an, um, part of the Air Force? So it's different. Each branch of the military has a different culture as well. Each branch of the military have a specific uh, jobs that they do. So ask them, what did they do? What what kind of jobs did they um, hold um, during their military service? Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. On average, um, veterans may have suffered 11 to 20 percent PTSD diagnosis. During Desert Storm, about 12 percent uh, have PTSD. In the Vietnam War, about 15% have been diagnosed with PTSD. So different eras uh, of wars, they have different injuries and different um, ways of how they've dealt with. So if you look at the veteran um, veterans from the Vietnam War, what was happening socially, what was happening in their families, what was happening in, in our country during that time. So they may not be able to talk about those experiences unless they trust you. Another question that you may ask your veterans will be uh, questions pertaining to military sexual trauma. Amongst the women who have used the VA healthcare system, about 23% have reported sexual assault in the military. And about 55% of women who have experienced sexual harassment um, during their service. So different differences, military sexual trauma, uh, sexual harassment. Now, men um, in the service have a harder time also talking about their experiences in uh, military sexual trauma and also uh, sexual harassment. But it has been found that about 38% have experienced sexual harassment during their time in service. As a nurse practitioner, caring for service member is an honor. Veterans sees providers in the community, so you have to do various different screenings for PTSD, depression, anxiety. 
substance use, alcohol use disorder that are very uh, critical after they return back home. Educate your veterans regarding excessive worry that are associated with um, sequelae, medical sequelae from myocardial infarct and other health issues. So they have to, um, again, trust you in order for them to open up and talk about these things. Anxiety disorders um, are, are associated with increased use of illicit substances and alcohol use. So ask them what their experiences were and see what are, how are they coping with their lives right now. Um, as a nurse practitioner, you will be able to use screening tools to assess um, our veterans when it comes to mental health. Use the PHQ-9, the PCL-5 uh, to assess for depression and PTSD. Use the GAD-7 to assess for anxiety. So be aware of those tools that you can use. Only half of those uh, veterans who screen positive for mental health issues seek mental health care. Let me repeat, only half of those veterans who screen positive for mental health issues seek mental health care. Veterans do not um, like to appear weak. They, they have a culture of being fit mentally and physically, so they don't like to seek services. As a nurse practitioner, it is very important that you encourage follow-up appointments to their primary care um, physician and mental health provider to assess these conditions that they've um, um, experienced, right? Um, their mental health and physical health are affected and increased rates of obesity, hyperlipidemia, tobacco use, alcohol use, substance use, hypertension, and cardiovascular issues um, are um, things that you have to watch out for. So do your due diligence and uh, screen them. As a nurse practitioner, you need to be aware, again, as I said, where, when they've served, what kind of jobs they did, and um, be aware of the different cultures um, from the different branches of the military, okay? Pharmacotherapy uh, with SSRIs are, are something that you can um, educate your patients. Cognitive behavioral therapy are very effective for those who suffer from PTSD. Now, medication management are not something that our veterans usually would like because of the side effects and also appearing weak, as I've mentioned earlier, because they would prefer to be um, perceived as somebody strong, and that's their self-perception, okay? According to the study of about 172 veterans from Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom, um, please be aware that their risk for suicide is 21% higher compared to non-veteran population. Those who have served in this area have a highest uh, suicide rate since it was started uh, to be tracked since 1980. As a nurse practitioner, uh, be aware that um, educate your patients that during the acute state, pills and skills are necessary, uh, especially when they're suicidal or if they're homicidal. Um, are they using uh, substance use more? Are they drinking more? 
assessment of their safety is critical. Uh, assess for firearm safety as well. Um, is it locked? Are the ammunition removed from the guns itself? Where is it? Who's got the key? These are questions that you have to um, ask your veterans and also collaborate with their families for collateral information so that you know what their risks are. Um, refer them to local military veteran groups that may be able to relate to them due to the commonality of their experiences. So now, um, continue on to suicide rates of uh, veterans are higher than non-veterans, which is about 30% or 30 versus to 24 per 100,000. Um, in 2016, the suggested highest risk for suicide rates are among soldiers. Soldiers are in the branch um, of the army who was recently discharged from 12 months, uh, recent inpatient psychiatric hospitalization. So 30 versus 24 for per 100,000. Um, so assess them again, not everyone who have served are soldiers. We have sailors, we have soldiers, we have, um, we have airmen from the Air Force, we also have sailors from the Navy, we have the Marines from the Marine, um, Marines as a branch in the military. The risk factors um, for the suicide are their male gender, which is about 70 to 80% of our military service members are male gender. Uh, they're Caucasian, they have history of depression, they have history of bipolar disorder, alcohol or substance use disorders, um, recent TBIs. Um, uh, did they ask them if you have, if the patients have had dishonorable discharge early in their, um, or are they early in their military uh, separation? which is about less than four years in the military service. As a nurse practitioner, be aware that if your veterans screen positive for um, depression, anxiety, PTSD, alcohol use, and substance use, ask them, ask them directly, are they having thoughts of suicidal um, ideations? Do they have a plan? Do they have an intent? Do they have firearm access? So if they become positive for this, assess for um, a, a safety plan. Check with your social worker, check with your psychologist and refer out. Uh, maybe acute hospitalization may be needed um, for these uh, veterans. Imminent risk for suicide needs immediate psychiatric services. Uh, depending on the precipitating events, their life stressors, financial stress, um, do they have support from their families? How about their military families? These are important. It is critical that medication may be prescribed um, and educate them why you are prescribing their um, the medications at that moment uh, during these acute phases. Encourage them to seek out for counseling, therapy, again, collaboration. Veteran groups um, may have uh, continued military support outside of their bases, 
So ask them. Um, it has been shown that those who have committed suicide, 85% of those people have denied having a suicide ideation. 85% of veterans who completed suicide denied having a suicidal ideation. So this poses a challenge to uh, nurse practitioners and to those in healthcare. So by piecing out the things that are going on in their life, these are critical information. When it comes to ranking in the military, uh, enlisted soldiers who have deployed in the first year of service have higher suicide rates. Ask them about their relationships in the family. Ask them about their jobs or have they having difficulty. Marriage and children is a protective factor uh, that decreases suicide. So look at those. Again, those are critical information that you will use when you're assessing a veteran or a, a current service member. Um, service members are less likely to seek mental health professionals due to the repercussions in their military careers. They don't like to be um, perceived as weak. They don't like their chain of command knowing what is going on. So this therapeutic alliance is important. Confidentiality is also very important. You will break this confidentiality if they're suicidal or if there are homicidal thoughts. Um, service members uh, who seek from their uh, military treatment facility are probably less likely to engage um, if they're worried about their military career. So service members would probably go outside of the military treatment facility and uh, go to the uh, um, civilian providers. For those who have suffered uh, limb amputation, assess for their self-image. They might be grieving their self-image. They might be part of the ranger. Um, and if they have amputation, what is their job now? Um, they might be grieving that loss of image, uh, body image. A study um, from these group of veterans um, have resulted from increased depression, higher rates of depression and anxiety two years post-amputation. Military service members are proud for what they've done to their country and the relationship of their bodies and their jobs is, is big. Um, physical strength, mental health strength, again, is part of the image um, that is very strong among our veterans and current service members. As a nurse practitioner, we need to be aware of the psychological adjustments, psychosocial adjustments, and their reintegration to the society. Uh, let's look at the psychiatric symptoms of and uh, the traumatic brain injury relationships. Those who have returned from deployment from Afghanistan and Iraq, PTSD is associated with the TBI diagnosis. Veterans returning from war have chronic multi-system illness. Um, again, CMI is what they call it, chronic multi-system illness. And they may have symptoms of fatigue, neurocognitive dysfunction, muscle and joint pain chronic um, that are chronic, irritable bowel syndrome, fibromyalgia. 
These chronic multi-symptom illnesses are related um, to those who have served in the Gulf War, Afghanistan, and Iraq War veterans. Um, these are very similar <clears throat> to those patients who have served in the Civil War, and they've called those soldiers' heart syndrome. Um, those who have served in World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, have uh, acute have acute combat stress reaction. So this was probably not linked in um, to those particular wars, but these chronic multi-system illness you have to be aware of when you're serving your veterans. As a provider in mental health. Um, be cognizant that the social stressors of our service members are very different from their civilian population. These may not be apparent during the visit, but may be persistent during the years when you care for them. <clears throat> Other um, veterans who have been deployed have been separated from their families for um, long periods of time and may have affected the relationships and disrupt the social support. There can be divorces. There can be having affairs. What was the resulting issue from these marital conflicts, domestic violence? So be aware of those. <clears throat> Our service members have chronic pain about 25% of our veterans have arthritis. It is critical that you have a multidisciplinary team that would address chronic pain in addition to complementary medicine that you can recommend to your veterans, such as yoga, relaxation, meditation, and uh, um, acupuncture as adjunct form of therapy to address their issues for pain. As a nurse practitioner, be cautious when you're uh, prescribing pain medication. Those who have suffered from PTSD and either psychiatric um, conditions may also have comorbid uh, diagnosis for substance abuse. Nurse practitioners should also um, be aware that a self-report from service members have revealed that 28,000 personnel have nicotine use disorder, a lot of smoking. So be aware also that you can encourage them, tell them what is going on. Why are they smoking? Are they very anxious? Is this something that they've learned? So smoking cessation is important. For alcohol use disorder, about 21%. Um, illicit substance use have been included with prescription drugs are down to 5.2% due to random drug testing in the military, which continues to be very strict. Those who have substance use disorders were also diagnosed, as I've mentioned, with post-traumatic um, stress disorder and is up for about 55% of our veterans. As a psych nurse practitioner, be aware that you might take care of a service member's um, who only um, goes to the VA as a small percentage. So again, they are in the civilian population now and will be seen by you in the civilian um, clinics because only one-fourth of those service members who retire from the military goes to the VA hospital system. Um, as a nurse practitioner, be aware 
that those who have served in the military are disproportionately have complex health problems due to what they have experienced. Um, another issue that our service members may have experienced during their service um, is the military sexual trauma. As I've mentioned earlier, in this can range to 20 to 40 percent of women um, and about one to five percent of men may have experienced military sexual trauma. Um, as I've discussed earlier, big proportion of our military service members are, are males, but only one to five percent of men have come up and talked about their military sexual trauma. So many are not being um, discussed. It is challenging to have accurate statistics on these um, sexual trauma because of the things that they might not be uh, able to discuss with you due to shame, due to victimization. They don't want secondary victimization or they probably are not ready to talk about these issues. Um, Another thing that I want to mention is that military service members have increased risk for developing infections due to where they have deployed, like malaria, tuberculosis, wound infections, parasitic infections, um, antibiotic-resistant uh, bacteria, brucellosis, Q fever, because these are very different deployed environments that your um, veterans have been in contact with or have been assigned to. Um, environmental hazards for our service members are very different. Um, noise exposure, so assess for their hearing loss and tinnitus. Um, our service members have increased risk for toxin exposures within the environment. Um, those burn pits, ask them about those um, during the Afghanistan and Iraq wars and also in Kuwait. What were they exposed in? As a nurse practitioner, we continue to remove the stigma when it comes to seeking help for depression. Never minimize what they've experienced. Educate them about that. Educate about PTSD, anxiety. Have a holistic approach and understand their mental health issues when it comes to our veterans. Uh, what they have experienced. We need to be able to have a social outreach and assist our veterans in the reintegration back to our society. We need to recognize the warning signs of mental health issues, suicide, homicide, um, substance use, alcohol use. We need to work with our veterans and manage those risks. We need to um, guide them so that they may be able to find their reason for living again. How can they be of service? Um, what can they do to volunteer back in the community? Um, our veterans are our heroes, but um, they have very different experiences. They have different combat injuries. They have um, different relationship issues with their mental health providers. So adjustment, um, reintegrate them back to our society. Thank you for those who have served um, in our military branches. Thank you for um, caring for our um, veterans. It is an honor, truly an honor. Again, this is
Psych Nurse Practitioner Podcasts is a weekly podcast where I share with you my passion in the field of psychiatry. My hope is to build a community where we can have empathy and compassion for those struggling with mental health conditions. Find me on Instagram at Anna Sanchez underscore psych underscore NP and at Psychiatric Nurse Practitioner and subscribe to my podcasts. Thank you. The Psych Nurse Practitioner podcast does not constitute for a medical or psychiatric advice. This podcast is not intended to replace professional psychiatric assessment. The ideas expressed in this podcast do not reflect the position of the speakers, authors, and affiliated medical and nurse practitioner organizations. Sanchez is a dual board certified as a family and psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. She has a private practice clinic and specializes in telepsychiatry in the state of Georgia. She is the founder for Hope Center for Veterans, which is a nonprofit organization that increases positive outcomes for service members. She currently serves as a medical officer in the United States Air Force Reserves. Her passion is in the care of those who have mental health conditions.